Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Friday and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 stories. Some of them are quick hits. One possible spoiler for tonight's SmackDown that we'll get to at the end of the show, and so forth. We're going to talk about CM Punk and what's going on with his impending return to AEW, some injuries and contract news in AEW. Uh, an Impact Wrestling Championship was vacated on the show last night. NIL, uh, I guess say athletes, are set to come into WWE. Why did WWE change the king and queen of the ring? And so much more because, again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. Every Monday and Friday morning, roughly around 11 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific, we bring you all the latest news in professional wrestling. Talk about AEW, we talk about WWE, we talk about Impact and other stuff as well. Remember, you can watch this show a myriad of different ways, whether that's live or later. You can watch live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, or you can watch live or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Unlimited, or you can listen to it later on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, you can be a supporter over on YouTube by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying the brand new Star Wars Jedi Survivor that comes out on the 28th, whether you're getting Dead Island 2, Crime, Crime Boss Rock A City, or more, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, for all new purchases, old purchases, free games like Murata and a second extinction that are free right now. Or if you're trying to get in and get bucks for Rocket League Fortnite Fall, guys, again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D, code P-W-Unlimited at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Again, even if you're claiming the free games, I don't know how that works, but even if you're claiming the free games, we get support from that. And right now the free games are Mordua, Mordua? it looks like a like medieval game. And then they also have a second extinction is a free game as well right now. I think that game is currently in early access. I could be wrong on that. But with that, guys, we got a lot to talk about. Um, give me one quick second. Okay, that's nothing. That's nothing. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to kick it off by talking about one Phil Brooks, or as you better know him as, C. M. Punk. So there's been news. There's been one big news story about CM Punk, it seems like, every single week. 
And there's been a couple of different news stories now this week about CM Punk, but one of the bigger ones does come from Fightful, as we're going to read up their write-up right here. Fightful states, CM Punk expresses willingness to return to AEW, and it seems like the pieces are being put into place for it to happen. We will preface the following. that uh, We will preface and follow that this is a, there's a disclaimer that nothing is set in stone and things can change, as this is an often tumultuous situation. Fightful has been getting hints after April 12th's report that Punk wanted to come back to AEW, and the wheels are already in motion. We were told shortly before the announcement of Chicago at the Wintrust Arena that the June 21 episode of Dynamite would be interesting and a date to look out for. What we've learned since is that as of April 13th, the working plan has been for CM Punk to return at that show or at the very least around it. There were also pitches of announcing it well ahead of time, even around the Warner upfronts, which are May 17th, which I want to say is next Monday. Yes, next Monday. Those that we've spoken to confirm that Punk has been hoping to work with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, but we've heard of no contact between the two sides. The last we've heard, the Elite were not keen on the possibility of working with him. AEW sources indicated that Punk has been trying to push for a meeting between everyone for quite a while, but we haven't heard if any progress had been made. It's worth noting that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are in the middle of negotiating new contracts with AEW. We are told that there was also a meeting planned between CM Punk and Chris Jericho, who have had numerous issues in the past, to see if the two working together is a possibility. There have been a lot of traction within Warner, Warner Bros. Discovery about an impending announcement of a primetime Saturday show being designed for a bit of a soft roster split to accommodate the preferences of talent who wanted to stay separate of the particular situation. Though, talent haven't been informed of that. Talent we've spoken to have heard of the discussions about a new show, but haven't heard about Punk's possible impending return. And then they go down to disclaim again, this is all hearsay, and nothing here is final and set in stone. So it looks like they may be, and I don't want to say like other people have, ooh, they're creating a brand new show just for Punk. I don't want to go that far into speculating on this because I've seen some websites try to do that, and that's just not, I don't think, correct. But Meltzer also wrote some stuff up about that potential new Saturday show, stating, quote, the working idea was that the Saturday show would star Punk and that they would split crews to a large degree. History does show that splitting crews never last long, but in this case, the idea is to ease the dressing room problems in the sense that those who have not made up would be kept on different crews and wouldn't have to interact with each other. We're not sure if it's a TBS or TNT, but if it's TNT, there will be a lot of sports preemptions, and if it's TBS... There will be some. It also means it goes head-to-head with major sports almost every single week, including the UFC, which most weeks they do, uh, including UFC most weeks, and UFC pay-per-views 12 to 13 times a year. College football, all fall, almost every major boxing event, every major sport at one time or another, and some WWE pay-per-views nearly every month since WWE is trying to do more major shows on Saturdays. Some still on Sundays, but Saturdays. Meltzer would also state the original idea for the show was a two-hour show that would have 
uh, equal the star power of the Wednesday show. Of course, until it's announced, nothing is official. And so saying, oh, it's going to have equal the star power of the Wednesday show means nothing to me right now because that's what they said with Rampage. And look, as Jungle Boy said, MJF has never worked Rampage. So that right there tells you, yeah, maybe, maybe not. We do have one other thing here regarding CM Punk stating that all issues, well, they've not all been settled according to Meltzer in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter. As reported, over the past couple of weeks, a punk return is largely expected. It's a tentious situation because the dressing room issues involving him have not really been settled at time of press, which means time of him writing this and putting it out. The working idea was that the Saturday show would star punk and that would be a way to keep him away from others. So basically largely what we just wrote, but I'm just reiterating this part of it as well that, hey, there's still some people that don't want to work with Punk, and things have not been planned out. So we'll see where this all does lead to. But everything is pointing to Punk returning, and not the whole, uh, he might return. Uh, maybe he won't return. No, it's if he's cleared and ready to go, they basically want him back on television somehow. So it all looks like all roads lead to Punk possibly returning, most likely returning in the next month and a half to two months. And around that time, in the next two and a half months or so, three months, they're going to start building up the big London Wembley show all in. And there's a lot of demand for this show. As Dave Meltzer wrote up about this and stated, quote, based on the number of people who have signed up for the code to purchase tickets for the press sale, a pre-sale on 5-2, eight days after the announcement of the show, which broke 45 thousand on 413 there's a lot of confidence that this show will be a success so basically what Meltzer is saying is that at least as of right now it looks like 45,000 fans are interested in purchasing tickets for the Wembley show the AEW all-in event taking place in Wembley Stadium and Wembley proper not Wembley Arena which is like a 15,000 seat building Wembley Stadium which can fit over 90,000 we saw Tyson Fury do a show, a boxing show, event, match, whatever you want to call it there, last year that reportedly did 94,000. When WWE ran Wembley back in the 90s for SummerSlam, I think the they said 90-something, maybe 92. Real number was about 80,000. But according to Meltzer, over 45,000 fans are actually interested in the Wembley show and want to get in on the pre-sale. We don't know how many tickets are going to actually be put on sale for the pre-sale, but it's going to be very, very interesting come May 2nd to see exactly how many tickets are put on sale for the pre-sale, how many of those pre-sale tickets actually sell, and then when general admission goes on, I want to say it's the end of that week, because usually it's like, let's see, May. So, okay, that's different than I'm used to. Usually a pre-sale is like Tuesday, Wednesday, with general admission that Friday. So when do general admission tickets go on sale? That's a question. Let's see. Um, I think we have it right here. Give me two seconds to check the graphic. Um, bum, bum, bum. Maybe it's the next Monday. Let's see. What does it say? Uh, tickets on sale. It just says on sale May 5th. I'm not sure if that's the pre-sale or if that's the general admission. Because Meltzer wrote, 
pre-sale 5-2, which is May 2nd. So usually it's like early in the week. So that would have been like, that would be like the second or the third. They do the pre-sale. You get the code. It's for like fans that get the code, or if you have like a um nom 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 nom. What's the word I'm looking for for like a rock star or an artist? Oh, a fan club, fan club early access tickets. And then that Friday is usually when tickets go on sale. But we'll see how AEW does it. But again, over 45,000 people so far signed up saying they're interested in the show. Now, one person that we haven't really seen much on AEW television is Eddie Kingston. Nate Kingston has been working Ring of Honor. He actually challenged Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Championship at Supercard of Honor. But, well, apparently Eddie is injured and has been for a while now and then ultimately is going to need surgery. Eddie Kingston gave an update on his status recently. Fans last saw Eddie Kingston at ROH Supercard of Honor when he lost to Claudio Castagnoli and failed to become the new Ring of Honor World Champion. Speaking on Thursday's ROH television, Kingston revealed that he went into the match with a hernia injury, which he's actually been dealing with since September, and he likely needs a surgery. It is unknown exactly how long this will keep him out of action and when he will actually undergo surgery. So that really stinks for Eddie Kingston that he's going to have to undergo surgery and has been working with this injury. And now it makes a little sense why we've seen... I guess you could say so little of Eddie Kingston for the last couple of months. Let's see. Let's look up Eddie Kingston's cage match and see how many matches he has actually been working since September. So since September, he has worked actually quite a few matches. Uh, holy crap, a lot. So he's been working since September with this injury. So say maybe he... Got it in the Sammy Guevara match or the Zicky Dice match or whatever. But he's worked almost 30 matches hurt. Almost 30 matches with this injury. Holy crap. That's crazy. Gotta, gotta work through the pain sometimes. And as we've learned, Tony Khan doesn't care if his wrestlers are hurt. As he told CM Punk, yeah, if you're not fully cleared, we'll still make the match happen. So, ugh. But hopefully Eddie Kingston is not going to be out too long. Recovery from a hernia surgery... Usually is two to three weeks. Sometimes could be up upwards of six weeks. But normally to get back to yourself, two weeks. In some cases, upwards of. So, okay, here it goes. Um, return to normal activity within two weeks. Heavy lifting and strenuous activity, four to six weeks. So maybe he could be training again in two weeks. And then by six, week six or so really be able to train, train, and get back into the ring. So hopefully everything goes well. But it looks like one show that Eddie Kingston may miss is Double or Nothing, unfortunately. And with that, we have a couple matches that are basically a lock for that Double or Nothing pay-per-view. The first one would see, and Dave Meltzer did confirm this match is set for Double or Nothing, Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. Meltzer had stated in today's Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the match was being held off so it can be take it can take place at the pay-per-view. Another big match that is being slowly built up for the pay-per-view on May 28th would be Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. 
We've seen the subtle teases over the last couple of weeks when Adam Cole took on and defeated Daniel Garcia. Jericho came down, gave the slight look back at Adam Cole, and that was it. Then this past Wednesday, after Jericho defeated Keith Lee, Cole came down to check on Keith Lee, and as he's walking, gave the subtle look back to Chris Jericho. So that match does look possible, as well as some sort of a four-on-four with the BCC versus the Elite, which would most likely be Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta against the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page. Whether that match is Anarchy in the Arena, Stadium Stampede, which I highly doubt, or some other form of big, bad, violent match, we'll have to wait and see. But those are three matches that are basically locked in for the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. Another match that is being talked about is a fatal four-way match for the AW World Championship. Right now, they're teasing one person possibly getting the match, but more more people are coming out and saying that it might be a four-way with MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy. So it might be a four-way for the AW World Championship. We'll see how that all does go. One would also assume that FTR defend their tag titles on that show. Against who? We're not sure, but... FTR locked in for quite some time right now as they have signed new deals with All Elite Wrestling. And, well, told us some details on those contracts. The announcement was made during the tapings of this week's AEW Rampage that Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler have signed four-year deals with All Elite Wrestling. They stated that after these four years are up, they plan on retiring from full-time competition. Dave Meltzer, though, spoke a little more about this. On this, in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter, stating the following. FTR commented on them signing a new deal with AEW instead of WWE on Rampage. They said it's a four-year contract. It should be noted that we were told months ago that the deal was already done and everything public was an angle given the storyline with the belts and them, quote, leaving the company. And due to that, nobody could say anything publicly. So there we go. So... It looks like the deal's been made for a while as far as FTR coming back or staying with AEW and that they used you know, social media and Dax's podcast and stuff to build it up and make it look like they may be leaving the company. But it looks like, really, there are no plans for them to ever leave. So that's very interesting. And speaking of contracts, Brian Cage signed a new deal with AEW this week as well. It was reported that Brian Cage earlier this week signed a new contract with All Elite Wrestling to keep the six-man tag team, the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champion, locked down for a while. He had been working without a contract leading up to Supercard of Honor with basically just an agreement of, I'll work to this date and we'll keep negotiating. But Dave Meltzer actually wrote some Lengthage, I guess you could say, in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter regarding Cage's new deal. Meltzer stated, quote, As expected by recent results, Brian Cage has signed a new five-year deal to stay with All Elite Wrestling. So with that, Brian Cage is locked in for five years, which would mean that he's he's stuck. That's maybe not the right word to use, but he's in with AEW till 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, early 2028. It was stated that he just signed this week, the week of April 10th. 
though. April of 2028, barring no injury and injury time being added to his deal. Looks like that's how long Brian Cage is going to be locked in for. And that's the farthest out date we know of anybody in AEW. Now, there could be other people signed till 2028, but that's the one that we know of. The first one past 2027. We've seen some, like Adam Cole, I think, is is uh, reportedly till the end of or through 2027. But I think Cage is the first one we now know of till 2028. So as we transition from AEW news to Impact Wrestling news, we talk about Mickey James and what's really going on with her because, you know, Mickey James was the Impact Knockouts champion, but last night had to actually drop that title, had to not drop the title, but vacate the belt due to injury. And it's kind of unclear what Mickey's status is with Impact Wrestling. On Thursday's edition of Impact, Mickey James announced that she has been not or she has still not been cleared, and she will not be cleared in time for Impact Rebellion. As a result, instead of defending the title in a triple threat match, James actually relinquished the championship in the middle of the ring on last night's show, stating that, Deanna, Jordan, it's your time now, as Deanna Perrazzo and Jordan Grace will battle it out one-on-one for the Impact Knockouts Championship at the pay-per-view. James has been dealing with a rib injury and said that it was the right thing to do for the business. She said, basically, I don't want to be thinking about myself, but I got to think about the business. And she thanked everybody for giving her this one last rodeo. She said she is, uh, but she is no longer 20. She said, I'm no longer 20 years old and things hurt a little bit more. Now, Mickey did not give any context to if she's coming back, what's next for her once she's cleared and so forth. So we don't even know if this is just it for Mickey. Cause she said, thanks for giving me this one last rodeo. The whole storyline in AEW was once she gets beat for the belt, she's done. But she didn't get beat. She didn't get beat. She had to vacate, relinquish the championship. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Mickey does come back to uh, Impact once she's cleared. Maybe she goes and wrestles somewhere else. Maybe she does some other things. We know Mickey's done a lot of like producing and stuff for the NWA. So... We'll keep this one on the back burner, but once we find anything out about Mickey James, we will let you guys know because Mickey James is great. Mickey James is awesome. Mickey James is fantastic. And I mean, no one can last forever. But honestly, I think as far as Mickey goes and women's wrestling over the last couple of decades, she may have the most longevity of any woman, at least here in the United States, as far as the longest career being almost the entire time, full-time. Like, yeah, she's dialed it down over the last year or two, but from, like, 2004 till 2020, Mickey was just rolling, raging, full-time. Let's see, Mickey James. Because Mickey, I know in WWE, she came in around, what, 2005 to the main roster, I want to say it was? I mean, she started in like 99, 2000, did a, a small stint in TNA in like 2002 or 2003, and then went to WWE, went to OVW, trained there, and then was brought to the main roster. But really since like 2000, she's been full-time. Yeah, again, she's slowed it down over the last couple of years, but Mickey's got a good 20-plus year career, to be completely honest. 
which is awesome to see. And not as you see a lot of guys do 20 year careers, but you don't see too many women with full 20 year careers. And I mean full because they wrestle majority, if not more of that 20 years full time. So awesome to see. And if she retires after this, she's deserved it fully, fully, fully. In keeping with women's wrestling, we're going to transition to WWE as well. The Cavender Twins have expressed their interest in joining WWE instead of continuing to play college basketball. This write-up does come from People.com. The Cavender Twins are are setting their sights on the WWE. After Haley and Hannah Cavender helped lead the Miami Hurricanes to the school's first ever Elite Eight this season, the 22-year-olds who used to play right here in Fresno for Fresno State, announced that, well, they're starting a new chapter of their lives and taking a step back from college basketball. And on Thursday, they hinted at a possible transition to pro wrestling during an appearance on the Today Show. Haley stated, I think after playing all four years together, we just decided there are more opportunities besides basketball. While they're looking forward to keeping their options open, the girls said that they're excited about the potential potential of pursuing a career in WWE. Haley continued stating, We love the WWE, their fan base, the sport, the fitness side of it. It aligns with our brand. They're a great partner. And we're excited, and we're excited about the future with them. The Twins have become viral sensations on social media over the last couple of years, racking up 4.5 billion followers on TikTok and earning roughly $1.7 million in all of their combined NIL deals. Now, if you're unaware what an NIL deal is, it is a deal where, because so back in the day, college athletes were not allowed to have endorsements. We're not allowed to be paid at all for being a college athlete. The most notable story is... um. Oh, I just had it in my head. I just had it in my head. Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Oh, my God. Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? Holy crap. My name. Oh, he played for the Trojans. What was this? Reggie Bush. Biggest one was Reggie Bush. He won the Heisman Trophy. And then they found out he was being paid to play football, basically. He was... Being given things you're not supposed to be given. He, was, he had endorsements, and so they pulled that, that Heisman from him because that wasn't allowed. Now, over the last couple of years, the NCAA has said, okay, okay, okay. We'll start a NIL program, name, image, license, which means you can now get paid for your face being plastered all over all this stuff and being, you know, known for being in college sports. And the Cavenders have basically been the biggest ones of this. They've got deals with Croc, GoPuff, Champ Sports, Venmo, uh, Raising Cane, Intuit TurboTax, and their first big one was with Boost Mobile. I think they may have actually signed the first ever NIL deal, and that was the Boost Mobile deal. They also have deals with WWE. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people online are going, yeah, WWE's interested in them. No shit, because WWE's already signed them. No, they have not. WWE's next-in-line NIL deals are not WWE superstar contracts, are not 
WWE development contracts. There is a huge difference there. WWE's NIL deals are, hey, we're going to pay you while you're in college. And again, with the Cavenders no longer playing basketball, they might lose some of these NIL deals. They could still keep them potentially as just brand sponsor deals for themselves as social media influencers, but they can't be considered NIL deals. Anyways, what WWE's NIL, deal, NIL deals are, are basically, hey, you're playing this sport in college, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's track and field, and us as WWE want to sponsor you and also make you brand ambassadors for the WWE towards college students in the hopes that once your college career is over, you want to transition into the WWE. And that's the whole thing here. WWE hopes that the Cavender twins would want to transition into WWE. They're saying all the right things right now as far as we like their fan base. WWE fits with our brand. We're very interested in the fitness side of wrestling. They're saying all the right things except for we're going to WWE. We want to sign with WWE. Right now they're cool with their NIL deal, but they haven't actually stated that they want to be WWE superstars that I've seen. Like in the Today Show interview, I didn't see one single thing of them saying, we're going to WWE. We're signing full actual contracts with WWE. We want to be WWE superstars. They just said, as I quote, we love the WWE, their fan base, the sport, the fitness side of it. WWE, their brand aligns with our brand. They are great partners, and we are excited about the future with them. So they want to have a future with WWE, but again, they're not saying they're going to WWE. Maybe they did sign something and they can't say it yet. Maybe WWE has a plan on how they want to announce it. I don't know. But they're not saying everything to make me think that they're 100% going to WWE, but it is very, very, very possible. I don't know what is next for them no longer playing college basketball because that would mean that Technically, their NIL deals would have to end, and then they would maybe, with these companies like Crocs, GoPuff, Champ Sports, Boost Mobile, and Raising Cane, would have to sign new social media influencer sponsorship deals. I don't know if those deals are going to be worth as much, so we'll see what are next for the Cavenders. Oh, Haley and Hannah. I've seen them play. They're a fan-freaking-tastic basketball players. I've been to plenty of Fresno State uh, women's basketball games when they played here in Fresno State. They're great. Very, very cool. I remember 2019, maybe it was. My daughter's um, cheerleading squad performed a halftime routine, and they were playing that day. But keeping on with WWE, yesterday WWE dropped some big old shocking news. They just randomly tweeted out, on May 27th, our pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia. Well, let me get the, let me, I don't have the, give me, let me get the correct verbiage. Basically, they've changed the name of the Saudi show. But as far as WWE and King Queen of the Ring, they tweeted out this yesterday, stating, May 27th premium live event in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, will now go, will now be WWE Night of Champions. So, WWE's next pay-per-view is going to be... Well, not next pay-per-view. Second to next pay-per-view. They got Backlash and then this one. A Night of Champions. 
And PW Insider has a little bit of a write-up as to why they have gone with the name change. Um, PW Insider reports. And let me see if I can pull this. Here we go. Okay. WWE has changed the name of King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia on 527 to Night of Champions. Peter Insider has confirmed with multiple sources. And we are told that it was a creative choice to change the name, allowing WWE to revive Night of Champions, the Night of Champions event for the first time in eight years and bring it to an international market. Now, that can be taken a couple of different ways, as maybe they want this to be just an international title going forward like a show name that's only used for Saudi shows or Puerto Rico shows or Australia shows so we'll see how that all does work out but this was a creative change done to bring the name to an international market and speaking of some other changes Apparently, Vince McMahon is making some promo wording changes. Uh, Dave Meltzer did write in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, quote, McMahon is the one in charge of the company, so what he wants is what will happen. But at first, for now, the creative team is going to mostly be in charge. Er, wait, uh, but for now, before I, but at least for now, the creative team is going to mostly be in charge, except for whatever Vince wants. Time will tell how deep that will be. But when it comes to the top of the card stuff, ultimately, they are doing what he wants. But we do know of some minor things on the show, including promo wording that were changed this week. So influence is there. We have started to hear again, local medical facility on the last couple episodes of Raw and SmackDown. So Vince does have some influence there for sure. Uh, another news note here has to do with Seth Rollins. We haven't seen Seth Rollins since the Raw after WrestleMania. And according to you, Freddie Prinze Jr. on his Wrestling with Freddie podcast actually said from a fan's perspective there in the Crypto.com arena, the Monday after WrestleMania, looks like Seth was not happy at all with what went down. As his co-host, Jeff Dye, first stated, quote, He played a commercial during his intro, and then we could kind of hear him have a little freak out of, on someone, production people. He was going, why is there a commercial? You couldn't really hear what he was saying, but you could just kind of tell he was mad. Freddie Prinze then joined in and stated, he said, what the hell is going on? I saw that come out of his mouth. I think he was more pissed than pissed at them. I think he was pissed when he was back, went backstage at whoever did that. If I was him, I would have been just as angry. And I thought the way he dealt with it was so hardcore and awesome. Instead of cutting a promo, he just throws the mic out of the ring and walked out. And walked out of the freaking show. Now, we have to preface, this is Freddie Prinze Jr. giving his, I guess you could say, thoughts on this as a fan perspective being there live in the building. Thinking that Seth changed this on the fly. Thinking that Seth actually was just like, screw this, I'm not doing the segment, and walked off. 
That's not a fact. That's not fully known. This is just, again, his perspective as far as what he saw in the building as a fan in the audience that day. Now, Work Wrestling has a slight update from this as they tweeted out the following. We're going to pull that tweet up on the screen as well. Worked Wrestling did tweet out, quote, Squashing any rumors, Rollins currently has no plans to leave WWE. One of the driving points is the amount of time he gets to spend with his family while on the road, and he isn't looking to change that. There we go. It doesn't look like any of this is going to lead to Seth leaving the company. And again, take the Freddie Prince thing with a grain of salt because that's not him having direct knowledge, but just what he and his co-host Jeff Dye think happened while they were there live in the crowd. Now, one thing that seems like it's not happening anytime soon is the big proposed Gunther um, Brock Lesnar match that some said may have been planned for SummerSlam as it doesn't look like that's the case. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported that Lesnar vs. Gunther isn't being planned for SummerSlam, or anytime soon, actually. As Meltzer wrote, Right now, there are no plans for Lesnar vs. Gunther at SummerSlam, or Lesnar vs. Gunther anytime soon. Of course, that can change, because it is a uh, viable match. (coughs) But Lesnar is scheduled on the SummerSlam card, and there is already a direction that isn't Gunther. Now, Meltzer didn't give any update on exactly what that direction for Brock at SummerSlam is, only that it's not Gunther. So maybe the match happens next year at WrestleMania. That'd be pretty dope. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty awesome. And the next, actual, the last actual news story that we do have for you today is, well, Dom almost went to NXT. Uh, WWE, uh, we saw Dominic Mysterio and his WWE Hall of Fame father, Rey Mysterio, battle it out at WrestleMania, and the two are still ingrained in storyline. Yet, things almost went a completely different route for the young Mysterio. Dave Meltzer wrote in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, quote, While there is no chance of this happening now, before the decision to start the Rey vs. Dominic program, there were serious thought given to sending Dominic to NXT. And I mean, I wouldn't have been against it. I wouldn't have been like, oh, don't do that. He's already a main roster superstar. No, Dominic could have fully benefited from going to NXT. But as we've seen, he fully benefited from A, working with his father and B, being in Judgment Day around three other great performers and learning so much. But it is interesting that there was thought given to sending him to NXT, which... Would have been cool. Could have made him a top guy. Maybe give him the North American Championship. And then eventually maybe have Dom challenge for the NXT title. I don't know if you put the NXT title on Dom. But having challenge for it for sure would have been really cool. And now then the last thing we're going to talk about is actually a potential spoiler for tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. But as far as the spoiler does go, Fightful writes the following pertaining to Shinsuke Nakamura's return stating, As rumored, Shinsuke Nakamura is scheduled to start a program with Karrion Cross on Friday's SmackDown. WWE had a Nakamura tarot card produced for it. So there we go. It looks like tonight, 
They may start some sort of a program with Shinsuke Nakamura and Karrion Cross. And the spoiler goes off in five, four, three, two, two, one. Spoiler over. And that's all we got. That is going to wrap up the wrap up. I do want to say I'm sorry for the technical difficulties with the stream going down and then coming back up and then maybe getting muted and this and that. I don't know what the hell's going on, but we'll have it all fixed before tonight's SmackDown. And speaking of tonight's Friday night SmackDown, two things so far been announced for the show. Let's pull those up on the screen for you guys. I don't think they've announced anything else since earlier today. They have. More has been announced for SmackDown. So let's jump right into it. All right, guys. More has officially been announced for SmackDown. So let's check all that out right here. WWE has announced a number of different things now. Pull this up on the screen. So originally, all that was announced was Shinsuke Nakamura's return and Xavier Woods versus LA Knight. But now we do know Santos Escobar of the LWO battles the Judgment Day's Damian Priest. Also, the WWE is stating that Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez will take part in a special championship celebration tonight on the show. So now we know of four things for tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. With that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. I do want to say thank you if you're watching live, whether that's youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited or twitch.tv forward slash PW unlimited, or if you're watching later on YouTube or listening later on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we will be back tonight following Friday Night SmackDown. So have a great rest of your Friday, and hopefully, I see you guys back here tonight. Have a good one, guys.